the following sermon is part three of a four-part sermon series entitled Generous Grace, How God's Grace Changes Us and Transforms the World. It was given on Sunday, October 21st, 2018 at St. Paul's Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Then Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. Please be seated. On the night before Jesus was crucified, Scripture tells us that he gathered with his closest friends to share a story. The story. He told them about what God was doing in the world, retelling the same story that had been told to him, a story of freedom that had been passed down through countless generations. After supper, Jesus took a loaf of bread. He blessed it. He broke it. And he gave it to them. Take and eat Our Lord says, for this is my body given for you. Take, bless, break, give. This pattern is often repeated throughout scripture. When Jesus fed the multitude by the Galilean seashore after his resurrection, when he appears to some of his disciples on the road to Emmaus, Take, bless, break, give. This is a pattern of grace through which we are reminded that the words of grace we hear are more than words. They are actions to which God has committed God's self and they are actions that we rehearse because in our world it is so easy to forget grace. Grace, the love of God which overflows eternity and saturates our living with meaning. The past two weeks we reflected on take and bless. Today's sermon is about brokenness, specifically how in our experiences of brokenness we can find a home in Christ and meaning through suffering. Jesus was no ordinary teacher. People began to follow him, drawn by his miracles, certainly, but drawn deeper by his teachings. When he would ask them, what do you seek? They would respond with some form of abundant or eternal life. Jesus' response, either in word or deed, was to follow him through suffering, detachment, and conversion. To follow Christ, dear friends, is to take up our cross, to embrace a way of life that, yes, includes suffering. In The Cost of Discipleship, Dietrich Bonhoeffer writes that when God calls a person, God bids them come and die. Now, come and die would probably make a terrible church motto, (laughs) 
And yet a truth underneath the Christian journey is that in order to follow Christ, we have to choose not to follow another way of life. To affirm Christ as Lord is to denounce all pretenders to that throne. Nowhere is this more clearly evident than in holy baptism when we turn into a way of life that leads from death to embrace a way of life that leads to actual, abundant, and generous living? Do you renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God? Do you renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? Do you renounce all sinful desires that draw you from the love of God? And do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Savior? Baptism, dear friends, is central to our Christian identity because in order to follow Christ, we must make a commitment to live our lives with a different, higher set of allegiances. Now, there is a certain amount of suffering that is inexplicable and is simply a part of life. The book of Job that we've been reading through these past few weeks is trying to make sense of this, to wrestle with the question, why do good things happen, or why do bad things rather, happen to good people? Many of us in this room wrestle with trying to understand how and why we experience the pain and trauma that we do. Death, sickness, suffering, oppression, these experiences don't make sense and can threaten to overwhelm us. In fact, there are times when our experiences of suffering can cause us to feel separated from or abandoned by God. In her book, Life in Christ, Practicing Christian Spirituality, my pastoral theology professor, Julia Gada, writes that the experience of abandonment is in fact the paradox of the cross. The experience of abandonment, she writes, by God is precisely a form of union with God. We can find ourselves in the same spiritual territory as Jesus as he cries out in anguish from the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This kind of inexplicable suffering breaks us open to the greater empathy for others who suffer, who live their lives with chronic pain or illness, abuse and trauma, or debilitating mental illnesses. Such suffering places us in the very bosom of Jesus Christ, who transforms our suffering through his dying and rising to new life. But there is also a different kind of suffering, the kind of suffering that comes from a life lived going against the prevailing tide of our times. You see, our world is not friendly to peacemakers, to reconcilers, to those who have committed their lives to repairing the breach. To follow Christ, dear friends, to affirm him as Lord is to say no to a world hell-bent on destruction. To follow Christ is to say no to a culture of consumerism and greed. To follow Christ is to say no to systems of violence and exploitation. 
To follow Christ is to say no to division, to hatred and prejudice of any kind. And to say no is to open ourselves up to the pain of a life lived swimming in the opposite direction. Almost seven years ago, after graduating seminary, I completed a year-long pastoral care residency with Emory Hospital in Atlanta, Georgia. It was one of the hardest years of my life, not only because I regularly worked 70 or 80-hour work weeks, but because I chose to live face-to-face with a reality that many would just as soon forget, sickness and death. That year I chose to embrace a ministry of proximity to those who are suffering, often alone, often hopeless. But that year transformed me. Whoever I was before, I left Emory Hospital in the summer of 2012, better able to see and hear those who often go unseen and unheard. I developed the ability to stand in solidarity, vulnerability, and strength with those who barely had the strength to stand. My own pride broke when I held the hands of people who were dying and I found myself unable to say anything of substance when face to face with the magnitude of eternity. That year, dear friends, broke me open in ways I could have never anticipated. Saying yes to Jesus is saying yes to being broken. In order to more fully experience the abundant life and generous grace of God, we must allow ourselves to be broken that the light of Christ might shine through the cracks. We must allow God to break us of our pride, our selfishness, our fear, our cowardice, our smallness, our comfort with things and events that should break our hearts. Another way of saying this is that we must allow ourselves to be transformed by God's grace. We do this by living an intentionally spiritual life in an increasingly secular world, praying and worshiping when we could be doing anything else, serving and giving even when it hurts, listening across divides and spaces where we should not belong according to our society. Take, bless, break, give. In order for the bread of life to feed a multitude, it had to be broken. Abundance and generosity, dear friends, requires brokenness. To experience the fullness of God's grace, we must stand in solidarity with those who experience pain, and we must be honest about our own pain and trauma as well. Too often the church is the place where we hide our wounds, our scars, our insecurities, or our fears, rather than lay them bare before one another. Although we worship and follow the crucified one, we seem to avoid pain and trauma at all cost. But in Christ, our pain and trauma are granted a new meaning and new dignity. No longer do we struggle alone, but in Christ we struggle in close proximity to the one who bore our burdens upon the cross. 
In Christ, life's struggles place us next to one another in new, potentially transforming relationships, using our shared experiences of pain to cross lines of difference. In Christ, our crosses given by the world because we said yes to Jesus become avenues of new life, one lived and rich in God, rich in grace, rich in joy, and rich in peace. Do you want to experience abundant life and generous grace? Then say yes to Jesus. And when life becomes hard, when we are beset with trials it seems we aren't able to bear, when we feel like we are at the end of our ropes, remember that our suffering just might be God grinding down our hearts of stone in order to prepare the garden of our souls to blossom in the new world that God is breaking in upon us.